Red State Talk Radio. Talk radio the way the founding fathers would have done it. Three, two, one. We will make America great again. From Studio A in Greenwich, Connecticut, Carl Higby. Hey, folks, thanks for having me on Red State Talk Radio. Appreciate you joining me tonight. Uh, look, it's a great day to get started, I guess, because uh, Judge Kavanaugh is slowly faded out of the news, uh, at least for a little while, because of this uh, Deputy Ro- uh, Ro- Rod Rosenstein. I mean, this is insane. This is like, the, the you know, just like that, the most contentious news cycle ever with the Supreme Court nomination, the most contentious hearings vanishes because you may have potentially the president firing the deputy attorney general who by the way oversees the Mueller probe who by the way all the democrats have said that they will take to the streets if that you know if trump somehow fires him so they're set to meet thursday there's all these words he's fired he's resigning he's fired he's re-. what we know now is that thursday they're meeting they're going to talk about it political firestorm if he resigns or if he is fired but we'll see So what we do know is he was willing to wear a wire to try to take out the president and try to undermine his political savviness and his political credibility. He was actively courting cabinet members under the the 25th Amendment. This is not a loyal soldier here. This is someone who needs to get get the boot. I mean, this guy is dangerous. He is... I mean, this is something that... Me, as a loyal person, as a military guy, I have certain loyalties. And I'm, you know, my greatest, I'd say my wife says is my greatest flaw, is loyal to a fault. And no matter how much I think someone is wrong, uh, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. So, I mean, should he fire him? I don't know. But we'll wait and see. Minute by minute, this is coming out more. So I want to go back to Kavanaugh, because, you know, the course of events with Judge Kavanaugh has been out of control. Senate Republicans are are taking these allegations extremely seriously. They are working to do everything they can to make sure that they hear everybody out, hear all parties out. But keep in mind, we are in a country where you are innocent until proven guilty. Allegations don't make you guilty. And mark my words, if if somehow Judge Kavanaugh is not confirmed and there are no convictions, you are going to have a serious problem coming to the midterm elections. Uh, Republicans, they're going to lose faith in, I mean, Jesus, they're going to lose faith in, in the entire system. I know I'm already starting to lose faith in the system. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Here's what's happened so far. Hours after we learned of the, you know Ford's identity, which was last week, the Senate Judiciary, Chuck Grassley, tried to contact all the alleged witnesses, all the people and most of them didn't get back to him. Most of them changed their story last minute. You know, Chair, Chairman Grassley also invited, you know, Dr. Ford to testify. Said, hey, let, let's get this all out on the open, under oath, everything like that. And she's been waffling. Well, you know, I, I, I think she's been buying time for the Democrats in order to find somebody who's trying to corroborate this story. Now, this is, this is what they do. This is what Democrats do. There's, for 36 years... Folks, I can tell you, as a, as a personal victim of sexual assault, I remember every intimate detail of that incident. And that was 25 years ago for me. So when I hear that this woman 
you know, doesn't remember who or when or why. I mean, it it, it's, it reeks of, of political fallout. Now, I've, I, I'm just a little annoyed by how this is, this is going. Grassley should have said, hey, Monday, Monday, you're going, and that's it, period. If you don't take it, fine. You know, she was offered public or private hearing. She was also offered, you know, staff interviews, whatever, she, whatever they could do to accommodate to try to get her on record. Um, he made it clear that we'll do it anywhere. We'll go to California if you want us to. Now, this, this past Monday, Ford's attorney, Debbie Katz, said on national TV that Ford would be willing to testify. So well, this is the hearing is set for Thursday. I'm anxious to see what happens, and I feel like Judge Kavanaugh is going to crush this because this is this is a classic innocent, or guilty until proven innocence as far as the Democrats. And to be honest, the, the American people aren't buying it. We're fed up. We're sick and tired of the Democrats pushing these buttons and nothing gets done. You know, Trump's agenda is not getting pushed. By the people, you know, by the, by the Republicans in the Congress and the Senate right now. I, I, I'm telling you, if you don't confirm them based on these allegations, we're losing our base. We're going to we and we may lose the we may lose the uh, election in November. Now, you know, this happened once before. This happened with uh, Clarence Thomas. So he went through a very similar thing. And I want to play the sound clip from his thing. Bear with me. It's about three minutes long. It is him discussing these allegations, and he had probably the best response I've ever seen. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Senator, I would like to start by saying unequivocally, uncategorically, that I deny each and every single allegation against me today that suggested in any way that I had conversations of a sexual nature or about pornographic material with Anita Hill that I ever attempted to date her, that I ever had any personal sexual interest in her, or that I in any way ever harassed her. A second, and I think more important point, I think that this today is a travesty. I think that it is disgusting. I think that this hearing should never occur in America. This is a case in which this sleaze, this dirt, was searched for by staffers of members of this committee. Shocker, no different from what's going on now. Was then leaked to the media. And this committee and this body validated it and displayed it at prime time over our entire nation. Folks, you've seen a pattern here. This is what they do. They, they leak it, they use it, and they put it out there. We need to run it over. Keep listening. How would any member on this committee, any person in this room, or any person in this country would like sleaze said about him or her in this fashion, or this dirt dredged up in this gossip and these lies displayed in this manner. How would any person like it? The Supreme Court is not worth it. No job is worth it. I'm not here for that. I'm here for my name, my family, 
my life, and my integrity. I think something is dreadfully wrong with this country when any person, any person in this free country would be subjected to this. This is not a closed room. There was an FBI investigation. This is not an opportunity to talk about difficult matters privately or in a closed environment. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. This is where it gets serious. And from my standpoint, as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. US Senate rather than hung from a tree. Now this is this is serious. This is a judge. This is a sitting Supreme Court justice now, Clarence Thomas, having the same problem thirty years ago or twenty-five years ago, going through the same thing. It's the same Democratic playbook. And how are we allowing this to happen? This is not organized rule. This is like gangster third world rule. With you know, like the only difference is the people doing it have three thousand dollars suits in, in Washington D.C. This is not what our democracy is built on. The accusation, that is the fundamental part of our judicial system, is the fact that we are innocent until proven guilty. You have to put evidence. It's The burden of proof does not sit on Kavanaugh to prove his innocence. It sits on Ford to prove that he's guilty or whoever this other person from Yale who allegedly Kavanaugh took his pants off or something like that. Look, and the other thing I want to bring up is Feinstein she held on to this claim for two months, and you know they're, now they're saying, well, why are you trying to rush it? Well, because you gave it to us at the last minute right before the vote because you did it for political purposes, and that is not, that is not what these hearings are about. This is, this, is, this is political play, and you know what? Ford is part of that political play. You know, she wants, and Feinstein wants to obviously wait till after the election because she's going to roll the dice and think that the Senate is going to flip to blue. It's not. But, you know, Feinstein thinks so. So she, she, the same thing that she held the, you know, held the Republicans damn near in contempt about w with uh, Merrick Garland, saying, well, we have to confirm him. It's, it's, it's not right to, to wait till after the election. She wants to do the same thing. So you can't have it both ways. This is the problem with these, these liberal Democrats that they want their way, only way. So let's, but let's look deeper at who is this Professor Christine Ford, okay? She's a Democratic hack. Yes, she's a hack. She, Kavanaugh's mother was also the judge that was uh, ruled on a foreclosure for her mother's house, her family's house. You know, before she came out about any of this, she scrubbed her entire social media. She She's a longtime donor of the Republican Party. This is publicly available information, folks. You can look at this. She wore these pink vagina hats at the anti-Trump rallies. I mean, this is a professor. Keep in mind, she's teaching your kids. Is that what you want teaching your kids? Her brother worked for Baker Law Firm for 15 years. That's Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS, the same law firm trying to take out Trump. Oh, yeah, her lawyer has been caught on camera multiple times saying resist and attending these things. But despite all the evidence, despite all the evidence, 
this uh, the senator from Hawaii, Senator uh, Hirono, she believes that Kavanaugh is guilty until proven innocent. I mean, you got to be kidding me. This this is this is Hirono on uh, on one of these national networks the other day. Listen to this. So it looks like the hearing will be this week. What specifically do you plan on asking Brett Kavanaugh? There are a lot of issues around Brett that uh, involving what was happening in high school, et cetera. But even before all of this happened, uh, he had credibility issues in his testimony, three days of testimony. He's uh, very outcome driven uh, in terms of how he views cases before him. And so I had issues with his credibility and how he went about things. Because he was a Republican, probably. Happened. But you're not going to talk to him about policy at this hearing. This hearing is about specifically we want the to allegations. Hear, I would be wanting to hear what kind of environment it was in high school. Uh, apparently, there was a lot of drinking and partying going on. This is why we need an investigation. We need an independent investigation that lays all of that out for us so that there's at least some chance of, uh, of some uh, outside entity like the FBI doing an investigation this is totally what are they going to investigate remember during the anita hill days there was an investigation perfunctory as that was but uh, dr ford has not even afforded that meanwhile she's coming forward and very bravely saying i will tell my story so i'm going to do everything i can to make sure that she can tell her story free of only she was only one to tell her story when it was convenient for her when she was convenient for her to you know obstruct a potential Supreme Court nominee. So I am just utterly shocked by the what is going on here. I mean, this is this to me is something that is so out of left field and it, it's not you know, it's not what we need to what we need to have in a democracy. So folks, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick break real quick. But when we come back, I wanna talk about all the things that are going on with the witnesses and who these people are and the players involved and, and all that stuff. So folks, don't go don't go away. Stay right here. If you suffer from back joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that a walk-in bath provides. Not only does a walk-in bath get you in and out of the safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a $1,500 Coupon, coupon the purchase, purchase of a new, new walking walk bag. Every call every in the call next 10 minutes, 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon, coupon the purchase, purchase of a new, new walking walk bag. Walk your aches and, your pains, aches and pains, pains can be washed away. Washed away. Call, call now for, now for a risk-free risk quote. 800-559-5523. Don't wait. Call now. 800-559-5523. That's 800-559-5523. Red State, Red State Talk, Radio. Talk Radio. The Conservative Talk Monster. Monster. Welcome back, folks, to Red State Talk Radio. Uh, I love this song. I can listen to this for the next 30 minutes. 
Um, look, this is, you know, we talked about this before the break. We talked about all the players. We talked about all the people involved. Um, but let's break this down right now. So the, the people involved are all left-wing packs. Um, you have Deborah Katz. Now, she's a committed member of the resistance. She's, you know, highly partisan. Um, she's... <laughs> she's campaigned on on stopping a, any type of Supreme Court nominee. So you have uh, Ricky Sademan uh, brag that she single-handedly defeated the Supreme Court Robert Bork. Oh, okay. So she's she has a history of doing this. Why are we bothering with people like this? Why, why do we even give them the time of day? Michael Bromwich, another attorney involved. Bromwich worked with Obama and Clinton. He's a major Democratic donor. He has a history of anti-Trepper. I mean, this is partisan written all over it. And, of course, we talked about Hirono, the Senator Hirono. She's, I mean, she says she doesn't be- believe in the presumption of innocence for conservatives. She's inclined to believe the victim. Well, how about you listen to the victim? How about you actually have the hearing first, and then we figure it out? You know, another person involved is Lisa Banks, another longtime Democratic donor. Shocker there. Recently caught planning a fundraiser for Tammy Baldwin. And Michael Avenetti, whoa, that's another name. Stormy Daniels, guess what? He's a porn star's attorney. A porn star's attorney representing Stormy Daniels to sue the president. He's obviously got something out. He's going to do everything he can to make this thing go away. Or make the nominee go away. It's disgusting. And now you have, you know, the classmate has already backed off. One of the classmates, um... Miranda, who attended high school with Ford, wrote on Facebook, you know, she uh, had heard school rumors about the incident involving Kavanaugh uh, back in the 80s. Now, Miranda deleted this post later on because she didn't want to talk about her claims. She clarified, though, on NPR last Thursday. She said, well, she has no information about the alleged assault. So, So which is it? Is it... Do you have information on it? Do you not? Were you there? Were you not there? Like, this is why I'm not inclined to believe this stuff. You know, this is, you, you can't find a single eyewitness anywhere. You know, she said, in my post, I was empowered. And it was, sure, it probably did happen. This is on NPR. I had no idea that would now have to go into the specifics and defend it before 50 cable. What did you think was going to happen? What did you think? You think that they would, this was just going to be like, oh, I'm going to make this allegation and back someone up and, and it's going to go away and I'm going to keep my life private? Are you kidding me? This is the Trump administration. Look, hashtag me too on this. I'm used to like, severe media scrutiny. You think that they were just going to let you go away and just hide in your hole? No. This is, I mean, this is a, it, it, they're essentially fabricating what could be, now I haven't seen the hearing yet, but I'm inclined to believe that this is a false rape claim or a false assault claim, let's call it. So back in August, there was a there was a woman in Connecticut here in my home state of Connecticut. It ruined two people's lives. OK, a young woman at a college claimed rape because she didn't want her promiscuity leaking out. She didn't want people knowing that she was doing all the things she was doing. So she, oh, I was raped. Well, somebody went to jail. And the kid's life is destroyed. He's in debt. He had, you know, he can't get a job. He has a rape conviction. Turns out she was lying. You know what? I'm inclined to let everybody have their day in court because that's what I believe in. That's what I believe in as as an American. But at the same time, 
you have to have some sort of accountability. So if she is found to be not truthful, throw, bury her under the jail because she's subverting democracy here. She's subverting rule of law. So, and, and if, if she isn't held accountable, guess what? More people will come out and do this. More people will come out and do this. And, and I said from day one, I said, look, who is paying for this? Always follow the money. Find out who is at the bottom of this trench of lapse of morality here and get to the bottom of it because you know what? It's going to continue to happen. And if it works, if it works, it's going to be even more used in the past. And this is what the Democrats do when they can't find anything about your actual record, your your history. This is all about being Republican. Don't don't get me wrong. This has nothing, it has absolutely nothing to do with... Um, his stance on anything, you know, maybe Roe v. Wade, but let's be honest here. This is about him being a Trump person. And they did the same thing with Ronnie Jackson. Tester, the Montana senator. What he did to Ronnie Jackson was disgusting. Said that he wrecked a car while drunk. And you know, Vote this guy. Vote Tester out. I mean, get him out of the Senate. He has, he has no business being there. After what he did to Ronnie Jackson, he lied. Straight up lied. Ryan Jackson was like, look, I don't need to put up with this. I'll go into the private sector, make a ton of money, and nobody will bother me. This is, this is the problem. This is the problem with our country, is if you're a Republican, you can't get away with a damn thing, even if you didn't do it. Because they want to crucify you, they want to, and, and when, they, when they've done, done beating you, they want you to go in a hole and never come out. But what they don't understand is the Republican Party is comprised of a new generation of people like myself who are unwilling to go away. Like President Trump, they're willing to fight. They're going to fight this narrative tooth and nail. We're done cowering to the left-wing media. We're done cowering to the, to the political correctness. Because you guys, you know, every, every Republican is racist, sexist, bigot, homophobe, whatever. You have weaponized racism to the point... That actual racism is almost, has become almost irrelevant in the public eyes. But I, I really don't get it. I really don't understand why we're allowing this to happen. And, and, you know, and we're entertaining it. Our, our senators are saying, oh, okay, well, let's, let's try to work with the Democrats. Don't know. Let, them, let the woman be heard. Let Ford be heard on, the, on Capitol Hill. But no, we're, we are not, we are absolutely not going to entertain this anymore. The American people are pissed off. We're sick and tired of this crap. We want people in the, in the Senate who are going to support the president. That's why we elected, I remember back when Barack Obama held all three branches of government, all Democrat. Republicans said, oh, okay, well, we'll fix it if you give us the House. We'll fix it if you give us the Senate. We'll fix it if you... Give us the presidency. Well, we did. We did fix it. We, we got the presidency. We got the House. We got the Senate. It's not working. What do you do? I mean, we, the problem is, is if we don't vote for these Republicans this go around, we're going to be left with a Democratic Congress that will undoubtedly try to impeach Trump. Rendering them less effective. You can't pass laws. You lose subpoena power. We have to keep the House. As crappy as some of these people are in both Congress and Senate, 
You know, I've railed against Paul Ryan since day one. I mean, this guy's been in Congress like 20-something years. He's passed three bills. $179 a year. Taxpayer, $179,000 a year in salary. And this, he passes three bills. What do you do? You know, I worked in D.C. And it was, it's like action constitutes achievement. You'd think that people were, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's shocking to me. You'd think that these people um, had nothing else to do. They walk around. They have a lot of meetings and things. Everybody's meeting. Hey, let's get together for a meeting. Well, what are we meeting about? Well, you know, we got to discuss progress on the do da 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 No. I mean, it's like, honestly, just just get something done. I always tell when people are running for office, I, I work with a, a number of candidates nationwide right now, and I always tell them, have a clock tower, the clock tower theory, because in some town somewhere, something is there. there's always a broken clock tower. And every every person who's running for, you know, local office, federal office, whatever, always says, well, when I when I get elected, I'm going to fix that clock tower. Sure. Okay, cool. Guess what? I always tell people, go be the dude to just go fix it. Just like crawl up there and fix it or get somebody to fix it. Pay the $500 or whatever it is. And then you can say, everybody talked about that clock tower, but I fixed it. That's why Donald Trump won, because he said, they were, oh, well, how are you going to do this? Shut up. Don't worry about how I'm going to do it. See the New York City skyline? I beat, I, I fixed that. I changed that. That's what I can do as a, as a builder. I don't know. I, I have a real hard time with, um, with you know, the, the people in public service. And it, it, to me, just do the job. But, but most of the people I worked with in, 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 while I was in the government, um, I'll, I'll be honest, were not capable people. I would not hire them in the private sector. That's for, that's for damn sure. Um, then this is why people survive. Now, let's flip the scripts here. So we have all these Republicans getting all these allegations, and of course, they're, they're, the allegation is true. The allegation is 100% true, and there's nothing you can do about it, and... Um, we're going to go ahead and push you out based on the mere allegation. But you flip the script on this. So you have Keith Ellison. All right. Now, there's a Laura Loomer. She's a, you know, one of these conservative journalists. She goes out and she, she bum rushes people and gets them to spot, puts them on the spot with a microphone in their hand. And it's, I mean, sometimes it's, it's rather effective because they're, they're startled. They're, oh, well, you know, I don't, I really, you know, and they try to give you some political answer. But so she really gets these people. So she's been on Keith Ellison for a long time, and she's been accused of being an Islamophobe because he's Muslim. No, she is investigating him because he is doing stupid stuff like beating women. So um, Karen Monahan, the woman who claims that, Keith Ellison has abused her while they were in two relationships. She, she, she released what appeared to be medical records on Wednesday that showed, uh, you know, her, she told her physician in 2017 Ellison had physically, emotionally abused her, and she was afraid to speak up for fear of retribution. So, okay. Um, she released a photo of her medical report on Twitter, um, identified by numerous outlets. So she states that. She was in a very stressful environment for years, emotionally and physical, uh, abused by her partner with whom she's now separated. She went on to cite that she identifies the individual she was involved with was Congressman Keith Ellison. And she's worried about retribution if she identifies him publicly. Every time she posted this, and now this is the alleged, every time she posted this, it was miraculously deleted. 
Who knew? Ellison abused her as recently as 2016. She agreed to sit down with investigators to discuss Ellison's abuse, but they declined a meeting with her. Like I said, Laura Loomer has been over this, all over this for a long time now. This is, this is disgusting. You can't, you, so he, you know, Keith Ellison went on a tirade, a tirade, and he said, um, he blamed the accusers for fabricating the allegations, saying they were, quote, cooked up and not credible. Criticizing the woman's women for harassing him. He's criticizing the women for harassing him. Right. Um, so he questions the timing of their allegations emerging right before an election. Really? This is something that... I mean, this is exactly what the Democrats are doing. This is like projection here. I mean, it's, it's shocking. You, you almost can't make this stuff up. I, you know, I, I, I see this stuff... <laughs> And I'm reading that they're saying that the medical report was provided by one accuser not credible because it was made a year after the alleged abuse took place. A year. But we're supposed to believe Christine Ford, who is 30-something years ago? Now, do you believe the victim or do you not believe the victim? That's, that's the question for Congress right now in the Senate. Because they, they can't have it both ways. Feinstein, you can't have it both ways. You have to pick one. You're either innocent until proven guilty or guilty until proven innocent in your mind. In reality, where the rest of us live, you are innocent until proven guilty. That is why we have the system we do. That is why we are the envy of every judicial system around the globe. Because we are who we are. So, folks... I'm going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about someone else who did this in history. Uh, his name rhymes with Bill Clinton. So stay tuned. This is Red State Talk Radio. Don't go anywhere. If you are if age, you are 85, age 85, or younger, 85 or younger, call, call to learn more, to learn about, more final about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average the funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expenses, Final expense from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount code. Just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 509 Call now. Call now. That's 800 Tune in to Red State Talk Radio, the UBS Talk Monster, Grassroots, Common Sense, Conservative Talk Radio, Big Red State Talk Radio, WRS Digital, Tennessee. Welcome back, folks. This is Carl Higby, the Carl Higby Show on Red State Talk Radio. I love the Beaches. Another good sound. Weird. Like, it's almost like I got to pick all the bumper music here. Um, thanks for that one, Scott. 
Uh, so we, right before we left, we were talking about Hillary Clinton and her husband, Bill, who, weirdly enough, doesn't have such an upstanding great record with the women. So, um, you know, they had it both ways. Keith Ellison sucks. He's, you know, clearly there's some evidence to point to the fact that he did abuse some women, like a police report, like medical records, something Christine Ford doesn't have because, I don't know, she didn't file anything for 36 years. But... One thing that is well-documented, and most well-documented in an impeachment of the President of the United States, was four women over the past few decades have, you know, accused Bill Clinton of, well, actually more than four, but four have really been prominent, uh, accused Bill Clinton of harassing them. And, of course, <laughs> of course, Hillary Clinton was a champion for the Me Too movement while she stood idly by and destroyed these women. So we know that these things happened. Because he lied under oath and was impeached uh, by the incident with Monica Lewinsky when he said, oh, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You had Juanita Broadwick, Broderick. You know, she made the most serious allegation against him, accusing her of raping her in 1978 when he was the attorney general of Arkansas. So Kathleen Wiley said Clinton kissed her, fondled her breasts, and forced her to touch his crotch during a meeting in the Oval Office in 1993. And Wiley was just a volunteer in the White House. So this is, you know, it goes on. Paula Jones said in 91 that the, gover um, the government quality management conference that Clinton attended, she was approached by the state police and told that Clinton, then governor, wanted to meet with her. Jones said a police officer escorted her to Clinton's room. Uh, he used a, a police officer to escort her to his room. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. This is kind of a new low. Um... You know, then he propositioned her for sex and exposed himself to her. And he still got elected president. <laughs> I mean, Clinton, and, and look, at Clinton ultimately paid her $850,000 as part of an out-of-court settlement. So it's not like, you know, <laughs> it, I mean, it, it's not like he was completely impervious to this. He, he knew this was, I mean, everybody knew this was going on because he was paying, he used the fuzz to bring the people to him. The people who are supposed to protect these kind of things. Then he pays her almost a million dollars. Leslie Milwee, I think, believe that's how you say her name. She was a former television reporter. She came forward publicly for the first time in October of 16. She just jumped on the bandwagon to accuse Clinton of sexual assaulting her in 1980. Where's the moral outrage on this? Where's the moral outrage from all the people that have, you know, for so long have had such a problem with this. I, I, I don't understand, like, if you're, you're, if you're a Republican, you're guilty. If you're a Democrat, you're innocent. And it's, it's obviously, you know, it, it doesn't matter what the evidence says. You know, we were talking earlier about this stuff. The New Yorker, it, 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 <laughs> there's simply not one credible eyewitness to back any of this stuff up. So multiple supposed witnesses... Named by the accuser, denied the event took place. It, I mean, there's a lot of people coming out for Kavanaugh here. They said, look, I have no Kavanaugh. This, is, this didn't happen. I was allegedly there. And I don't remember any of this stuff. You know, people knew the accuser after Yale say that she never described this event. Never. She absolutely never described this event until the Supreme Court was pending. Now, if this was a real big deal, like D.C. Circuit Court is like one of the highest courts in the land. Where were they on that? Why were why why didn't they come out then? 
Oh, because it's Trump. That's right. We have to take on Trump and under no circumstances, no circumstances whatsoever. Can we allow Trump to appoint anybody? This is make no mistake here, folks. This is a battle. This is a a battle for the rest of, I mean, for the next 30 years of the Supreme Court. And if Kavanaugh doesn't get confirmed, watch what they do to the next nominee Trump puts forward. Can you imagine that they're going to do the same playbook? And they're going to do it over and over and over again until we learn as Republicans to put the stop to this crap. I mean, it goes on. One of the accuser's best friends said, this is a woman I was best friends with. She shared intimate details with our lives, and she never told the story. This is by the Yale accuser. She never told it to me or anyone else. It never came up. I didn't see it, never heard of it happening. So the former friend who is married to the male classmate alleged to be involved who signed the statement and said, this, this is a woman I was best friends with. She, she married the guy who's allegedly involved. You don't think she would have tried to stop that? This accuser is supposedly not politically motivated. We've heard that one before. Democrats literally, like, I'm somebody who, like, I have, I actually have friends who are liberals. It's, I know, I know many of you are probably shaking your head saying, no, you don't. But I do. Um... And I can get along with them. I can get along with them just fine. But liberals have this like short-circuiting Trump derangement syndrome that has makes them incapacitated to rationale. You can't even have a, a legitimate free conversation with somebody anymore without being accused of of being you know morally offensive or you know any of that. This moral outrage has gotten way way out of control that's the that's the thing is now you're supposed to correlate your level of moral outrage to your level of justification of doing stupid stuff and no matter how egregious that stupid stuff is whether it's you know protesting in the streets and destroying property or accusing somebody of sexual assault if you're morally outraged you can just do whatever you want i mean is that, is that what we've come to as a society? At what point do I get to say, well, I'm offended that you're offended. Therefore, you can't be offended anymore. I mean, does that, does that, does that cut it? This is something that is, it has been going on for far too long. And it drives me up a wall. Now, again, Republicans don't get away with anything. Democrats get away with everything. And this whole thing going down with um rod rosenstein right now i think there's some big stuff at play here we're going to see a lot more of this and it's going to break soon i think these fisa warrants are going to come out and it's going to be an absolute disaster and it's just going to you know head after head after head it's going to start rolling all the way back to loretta lynch to james comey to robert Mueller, to hillary clinton i i jesus i hope it goes as high as hillary clinton because this woman's been skating. She ran the world's largest you know, international charity ever. She's never been audited. And of course, there's Lois Lerner and all the other people all, all, all involved somewhere along the line. But moving on a little bit to Texas. Now, Ted Cruz, national stage, obviously ran for president, went pretty far. Um, and he's running at this guy, Beto O'Rourke. Beto, that's in his... 
oddly enough, he he chose this name that sounded more like more Hispanic, so he could you know pander to his base, to his audience. So recently, he came out and was talking about. Um, you know, police officers, and he was asked at a debate, and this is what Democrats do when they get caught with stuff. They find, you know, they, they, well, first off, they pander to whatever base they're at, and then when they get caught, they just turn around and and say, oh, you know, I, I let me walk that back a little bit. I want you to listen to this guy, and you tell me what you think. We're talking about criminal justice reform. Let, let's talk about where this problem started. When contractors needed labor, they would talk to local law enforcement who would arrest African Americans for idling, uh, for petty crimes, frivolous offenses. Uh, those contractors would describe the number of bodies that they needed, and law enforcement would provide those bodies. And when they look at the remains in that graveyard, they see evidence of muscles literally torn from the bone, people being worked to death in these convict chains. People who became convicts solely by dint of the color of their skin and a system that was radically unjust. Following what we thought was the end of that injustice at the end of the Civil War. That, that injustice, too many more people here than, than I know firsthand, continues to persist today. That system of suspecting somebody solely based on the color of skin, searching that person, solely based on the color of their skin, stopping that person, solely based on the color of their skin, shooting that person, solely based on the color of their skin, throwing the book at that person, letting them rock behind bars, solely based on the color of their skin. It is why some have called this, I think it is an apt description, the new Jim Crow. This is uh, the new Jim Crow. I mean, this is this is what we deal with with this Beto O'Rourke. It's identity politics. It is disgusting. He is pandering to small bases here and there, and then as soon as he gets caught publicly, like he did on this one, he walked. Oh no no no! I love cops. You basically told cops that there's institute that they participate in institutional racism. You show me one place. You show me one institutionally racist place. Show me one law that is racist in intent. And I, I will, I will say, you know what? I was wrong. But there, there, there isn't. There's no institutional racism in America today. The only institute, actually, the only institutional racism today that exists is, is affirmative action because it penalizes one per, one person for being of, of certain race, descent, or color. Look, Asian people are suing Harvard over it. You had 19 white firefighters in Connecticut sue and win. So, spare me. You know, I, I've gotten in trouble for comments like this in the past. Where I've said, you know, certain things about, you know, stereotypes and things like that. And yes, there are things I've said in the past that, yeah, I could have probably said a lot better. But the fact is that there is no institutional racism in society today. Yes, people, there are some people who are racist. But when you start accusing cops and our policy and our judicial system of being racism, you are undermining the fabric of society. You're undermining it. And that's the one that he's supposed to, you know, that's the, the, the Constitution that he's supposed to uphold. You know, Beto's not an upstanding guy. I have a real problem with people who bash cops, because cops, I don't, think you, I don't think you understand that cops get up every day, kiss their loved ones goodbye, 
and they don't know if they're coming home to see their kids. And that takes, that takes a lot of backbone. So when I see people like Beto O'Rourke, you know, crap on our cops, I have no patience for that. Zero patience. Because these people have to learn those. So folks, I gotta take another quick break. But when I come back, we're gonna talk about Beto and his DUI and all the other stuff that he does that is not exactly about If you're suffering, if you're from, suffering hearing from hearing loss, stay tuned for stay a special, tuned for a special offer, offer from the makers from the of Listen, Listen Clear, Listen Clear. A, revolutionary a revolutionary hearing aid designed by top audio engineers to figure ear almost invisibly. invisibly. Right now, you right can now, try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything everywhere everywhere so do something about your hearing hearing loss call listen clear now to get started with your 45 day risk-free hearing aid trial trial. this special offer will be available for long so call listen clear clear now 800-716-4665 we're here 24 hours a day to help that's 800-716-4665 you're listening, you're listening to Red State, Red talk, State Radio. talk Radio, America's, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Welcome back to Red State Talk Radio. This is the Carl Amy Show. I am, ironically, Carl Amy. Uh, make sure you're at, uh, uh, follow me at Twitter on, uh, at Carl Higby, at Carl Higby on the Twitter thing. I don't know this social media stuff so well. So, um, we were talking about Beto O'Rourke and how he hates cops and he thinks the judicial system is massively racist and everything. Well, this is what Beto O'Rourke, this is probably why he hates cops. So let's get down to this. He got a DUI and allegedly tried to flee the scene. And this is by the, um, uh, this is by the, the the witnesses to the things. So, of course, he hates cops because they were the only ones who held him accountable. So he denies a well-documented police report. Now, again, keep in mind that Democrats are believing witnesses guilty until proven innocent just based on the allegations. But if you're a Democrat, you get away with everything, including a DUI and attempted hit and run, flee the scene, whatever you want to call it. So um, the cops said he was when, – when he got to the scene – Beto was unable to be understood due to slurred speech. The officer wrote that he almost fell to the floor when he exited his car. That's not a sober person. So um, he gave him a balancing test and he failed miserably. Uh, Totally losing his balance is what the thing said. Actually says totally losing balance. So he's a Democrat, gets a pass, no big deal. He gets to run. Now, if this was a Republican, they'd be saying, oh, you need to drop out of the race and you need to blah, 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 blah. You can't be trusted. And that's what we'd be seeing if it was a Republican. I mean, let's be honest here. No Democrat is going to hold another Democrat accountable nowadays. They, they, their political party is so tightly knit and so whipped by Nancy Pelosi and Maxine Waters, low IQ Maxine is what Trump calls her, that they, they're willing to just absolutely overlook anything this Keith Ellison guy is such a turd and I mean it's shocking to me 
You know, and he also, Beto also, you know, pandered to his audience. He said, well, of course I support the Second Amendment. Yeah, you say that because you care about votes. The second you get into the Senate, you're going to vote with Chuck Schumer. Lockstep, I guarantee you he'll vote exactly what with what Chuck Schumer wants. Because that's what Democrats do. They say one thing and they vote on another. They solve no problems. They cause more, actually, because their policies suck. And the American people are left holding the bill. But this is how the deep state has got to where it is. Because there's no accountability. There's no people, you know, make, making sure that everybody does right. Our justice system is twofold. On the sense that you have sitting senators that want to have somebody guilty until proven innocent. This is the, the, So the deep state now... And I know this is a big buzzword and everybody gets freaked out about conspiracy. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But there is a problem. There is a serious problem here with this this undermining deep state. And there's proof of it. I've seen it myself. Like, look, when I was in the military, I wrote my second or my first book on active duty. I encourage you to go pick up the second book where I talked all about it and I exposed them by name. But this deep state does exist so that, you know, when I wrote my book, I said, hey, look, here's the policy. It take you, you have 30 days to review it by your rules that you wrote. Go ahead and review the book. Great. I'm looking forward to it. Well, they didn't review it. And they said, oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Two years later, they still didn't get to it. So I just published the book. And then they tried to take me down for, you know, not abiding by the law when, in fact, I, you know, subsequently went on to sue them and win. So the deep state does exist. We just, Jason Chaffetz just wrote a book on this. I mean, he, he, firsthand, this guy, he's now all over Fox. He was a congressman. So he said 40 agents launched an investigation into him to embarrass him. This is in his book. Trump ordered the declassification of this FISA on his, you know, on on this FISA court. And it's going to come down on these deep state folks. It's going to come down on Loretta Lynch. It's going to come down on... Probably back to Eric Holder. It's going to come down on Clinton. It's going to come down on Obama. These people are involved. Their names are on it. Their fingerprints are everywhere. And they they were so sure Hillary Clinton was going to win. So sure because they had everything rigged. Everything went in their favor. Everything went their way. And Trump still won because we the people, me, you, are sick and tired of it. We are sick and tired of it. So, you know, this is... And they've only you know, declassified like 20 pages or so. There's hundreds of pages. I don't know why it's taking so long or took so long. It just go walk over to the photocopier and just stick it in there, hit print. Boop, done. Declassified. But they know what's in it. They know that they're in deep, 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 deep trouble. You know, this is... This is going to expose everything. Bruce Orr, all the other surveillance of Carter Page... He also ordered the uh, President Trump ordered the release of text without redaction between Orr, Strzok, Lisa Page, Comey, McCabe, all the whole team. Of course, you have these usual gang of obstructionists, this deep state that are just taking forever to do exactly what the president. This president just needs to start firing people. Hey, do this. Get it done by the state. If you don't, you're out. Boom. You threaten their jobs. I mean, these people can't get jobs in the private sector. I, work, I, I, I was the face of a very large agency. 
I was at the top of the echelon there. And I'd say 90% of the people that I work with there couldn't work in the private sector because they don't understand. They think that action constitutes, constitutes achievement. You know, the usual gang of obstructionists like Elijah Cummings and Gerald Nadler. And of course, they're so they're morally outraged. Here's the moral outrage. And they're morally outraged about this. For the past year, Republicans in Congress have been running interference on the president. It's crazy. They've been mischaracterizing things. I mean, this is Republicans. You have law enforcement officials, you know, look at, I mean, you have Brennan and Clapper and you have all these folks out there. I mean, we want some transparency. We're sick and tired of this. We're pissed off. And then the media goes on this tirade. Oh, you know, President Trump is so angry. He's the most angry president in the world. I don't know if you saw the segment the other night on Fox News. The Tommy Laren, she was, uh, she brought this up, but the projection of the Democrats, they they have literally said that, you know, oh, Trump is doing everything terribly wrong. And, you know, that's, he, they use the word angry 23 times, furious 17 times, outraged eight, uh, eight times, venting five times, infuriated five times, livid three times. This is the mainstream media covering the, they say he's lashing out. 53 times, on a tirade eight times, erupting three times. Yeah, he's pissed off. You know why? Because he's telling people to get stuff done. And you saw this op-ed in the New York Times. It was a complete disaster for integrity in the White House. People taking stuff off his desk. Guess what? You're there to serve the president. You're not on some moral high ground that gets to choose what's right and wrong for the country. We chose... We chose this president. So, therefore, get in line or get out. I mean, this is like this this blue wave jargon drives me bananas. But, folks, I got to go. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. I appreciate you uh, following my first ever appearance on Red State Talk Radio. I'll be here every night, 5 to 6 p.m. Thanks so much. See you next time.